Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scale It Learning Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Huzefa, and today I've got a special guest, somebody from a company called Flocabulary. And if you guys haven't heard of Flocabulary, that's awesome because this is the perfect show for you to learn about Flocabulary. I've got somebody from the company named Ike Ramos. And just to give you a general idea of what Flocabulary is all about, but very general because I'm going to have Ike talk talk more about it as he's, he's been there for a while. Flocabulary is such a cool company because it's all about education. It's all, in my opinion, you could say for broad strokes, making education fun and and using music as a vehicle for learning. They've got all these amazing artists do rap songs and music numbers to as essentially mnemonic devices. It's really powerful, really effective. I know a lot of kids that I work with love it. So let me give you a quick intro for Ike. Ike is both a district sales manager and an artist at Flocabulary. He attended the University of Texas at Austin, where he received his bachelor's and honed his skills as a DJ, producer, and MC. So while in Austin, he released several projects and shared stages with many hip-hop legends, including Method Man, Guru, Buckshot, Lil Wayne, Rakim, and others. He's done all sorts of other stuff in education, but I'm going to let him give his story. So without further ado, Ike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for uh, taking the time. And Ike, you're also in Los Angeles, just like me. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, we were just chatting before we started. So Ike just had his three-year anniversary coming from Austin, so that's really cool. And I'm about four and a half years in to my stint at LA, So, which is great, by the way. Can't say enough good things about this area. So Ike, tell us a little bit about your background before you came to work with Flocabulary. Yeah, uh, so um, I, I try to keep it short and sweet, but essentially, you know, I went to UT Austin, as you mentioned, and um, I was already DJing, producing, uh, rapping, doing all of, you know, basically everything that had to do with hip hop culture. I was immersed in it. And um, so while I was doing my undergrad, I really, you know, to be honest, was uh, just trying to make it through, you know. And so I took a ton of courses and really tried to find, you know, something that, uh, that really piqued my interest. And one thing that I always found appealing to me and that I always really enjoyed was working with kids, whether it was mentoring other college kids or coaching little league basketball or being a tutor for peers, et cetera. So I ended up graduating uh, from UT and going straight into teaching. So I was a high school Spanish teacher. I also um, contributed uh, to uh, students who needed support in uh, English language arts and math. Uh, And I was also a basketball coach. So I did that for about uh, uh, three years, and then uh, I had the opportunity to become a school administrator. And so during this time, I was still doing my own personal music, uh, you know, that I was very passionate about. And uh, but when I had the opportunity to become a principal, uh, it just felt like uh, such a blessing and such a great opportunity. So I ran with it. And so I was uh, I had uh, 10 total years in education uh, as a teacher, uh, 
as an assistant principal and also as a principal. And so I did that all the way up pretty much until my opportunity with vocabulary. And the way that came about was that I had actually written a song for uh, my students in Austin to get them pumped about the state assessment, and, um, which in Texas was called The Star. And so I wrote this song to get them excited. I had already been using hip hop in my classroom and I saw the power, you know, early on in my career to just be able to engage students with not only hip hop, but music in general. And uh, I used hip hop because that was specifically what I was passionate about. And so I had experience with it. I wrote this song for my students uh, and it, it was it was awesome. It covered everything from eating breakfast to going to sleep early so your eyes aren't tired the next day to bubbling your scantron incorrectly, et cetera. And so that was actually the song I sent into Flocabulary once I found them online. And so I heard back from them. And uh, the rest is pretty much history. I started writing songs for them prior to becoming a district sales manager. And then, um, you know, just given my background and working with principals and district administrators, it, it, was, uh, uh, it seemed like a nice fit and, and a great partnership for me to come on board in that capacity to where now I help schools implement vocabulary. That's and awesome. So, yeah. Do you, do you have that star song memorized? Like, can we hear a little bit? Um, I don't have it memorized. Unfortunately, it's been probably about three years now. Um, you got uh, something, you got another one that you can give us a couple lines? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I just wrote a song, um, this been pretty popular so far and it's about rocks and it's for middle school science students. Um, and, uh, Actually, I performed it recently at ISTE in Colorado, which is a huge, for those who don't know, it's a huge educational technology conference. And so uh, I'd be happy to share some of those lines if you're ready. Go for it. So it goes, oh, you like rocks like Dwayne Johnson? There's three different types. Let me show you each option. The first type is igneous. They were first on the planet. And the newest rocks being created right now, understand it. They form when magma and lava cool. So I went in touch before they do. If I was you... Think you might forget? Here's a quick reminder. In Latin, ignis means fire. And so... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's great, man. Yeah, that's really, I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, so that's uh, one of the newer ones. It's uh, becoming pretty popular, and it's one of my personal favorites of the ones that I've written. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, um, that's basically, you know, a huge part of what we do is everything at Flocabulary starts with the song in the video that's so much fun so okay so tell us so you t gave us this journey of you up to vocabulary tell us a little bit about vocabulary and its mission statement if you could you know i don't know how you could summarize it i know you guys do a lot of different things but how would you put it out what does vocabulary do so vocabulary is essentially on a mission to equip teachers to be able to engage and teach their students and also to provide an outlet uh for students to be able to create and we could talk a little bit more about that. Uh, it's actually one of the newer components that we launched at the ISTE conference uh, in June uh, called the Lyric Lab. And, you know, we could dive into detail uh, about that uh, soon. But essentially, we want to create lifelong lovers of learning and, and help schools across the nation boost engagement and achievement in all subjects. And now when you're talking about boosting engagement, is would you say music is the primary vehicle or do you guys also use other media? How, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say uh, the music is a, is a huge part of it. Um, but, uh, you know, every one of our songs also comes with the music video. 
So uh, students have a visual. Uh, every video is also captioned so that the lyrics come across the screen. So um, that's the, uh, the meat and potatoes of what we do. But um, we definitely, it's not just a song. Uh, the music is catchy, makes the content stickier. We're able to cram a lot of rigorous content into a more accessible and uh, format that is more appealing to today's kids. Uh, but I, I would say the videos are equally as important as they provide that visual uh, for students. So now you're getting students are getting auditory support, visual support. They create their own dances to it all the time. So now you're involving kinesthetic, uh, you know, parts of the brain and uh, and the fact that the students are able to read along is reinforcing literacy. So they're they're focusing on listening skills, but also reading skills. And then when they sing along, especially if you think about for English language learners, now they're focusing on their speaking skills. So um, the video and the song in the video, uh, back to your question, is really where all the magic starts. Um, and it's definitely not um, just one angle that we're trying to take. You know, we want to 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 meet the needs of a variety of learners with, you know, a variety of skills, whether they're primarily auditory or kinesthetic or visual. Right. And that, that makes a lot of sense. It seems like to me, okay, so I'll tell you the, the ones that I've looked at in particular, because I primarily teach mathematics. That's like my, my thing. I, I heard you said you also uh, were teaching math as well when you're teaching your other subjects, which is awesome because I love math. And yeah. I'm always trying to think of ways to engage kids. And like, for example, the one video that I saw was really cool. You guys had a song on PEMDAS, which right. is the order of operations. So that was cool. So why do you think, for example, and I think when it comes to math, maybe probably for science also, maybe a lot of things, but for math in, gen- in particular, it seems that music, it, the way that you guys make the songs, it becomes a really effective means to, to, to memorize, especially things like PEMDAS or imagine maybe like Sokotoa or stuff like that. Why do you think it is that music in particular, even if you're not an auditory learner, I still think it applies. Why do you think music in particular is so effective for helping kids remember these different, these different patterns or things like that? Right. Um, before I, I share some research, I'll say if you think about it, um, so many other areas of society have tapped into this and have recognized this power. You know, and it's, you know, if you just ask yourself, why do the commercials always have this jingle? And, you know, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like everything has melody and music put to it nowadays uh, because, you know, the world understands how powerful music is as a device for communicating information and making it not just communicating it, but making it sticky you know, and making it stay and, and having uh, people retain that information. So um, there's tons of research on, on how music is impactful as a learning tool. One of my uh, favorite quotes that I've come across and just in familiarizing myself with, you know, all the researches out there is actually from um, uh, David Rubin and Wanda Wallace. And it was an article that was in the Journal of Experimental Psychology. And what they said was uh, that, Music enables memorization and recall and forms long-lasting connections to academic content. So in other words, you know, music sticks in our heads. And, you know, you could go back to the beginning of time and music has always been this universal way to communicate information. It's how people pass down traditions to, you know, future generations. It's, um, you know, how people coped with struggle. It's, you know, uh, how people... uh, you know, express themselves in, in the early church. If you think about hymns, it's, it's gone uh, 
the history is so deep. And so I, I like that quote in particular because it starts off uh, with an important part. Music enables memorization and recall. Uh, music is absolutely the most powerful mnemonic device that is out there. Um, but what we want to do at Flocabulary and what we aim to do is to go beyond that. So uh, our mission is not to have kids memorize vocabulary terms and then you know go about their business. Uh, we actually want to move kids from basic memorization and recall to those long-lasting connections to academic content, what in the educational world we would call mastery. So if you notice uh, from watching our videos, uh, whether it's math, science, social studies, language arts, whatever the subject might be, it doesn't matter. We're, all of our videos are going to include the academic language and the academic vocabulary that students need to understand the content. But our songs are also going to provide context, provide examples, provide explanations around that content so that students aren't just left able to regurgitate a definition, but rather they've they might be able to do so because of the, you know, the power of music, but they'll be able to take it further and apply that information and understand it in different contexts. And so that's really our goal is to push kids from, you know, basic re recall to actually mastery of the content that they're, you know, required to, to learn. I think I noticed that exactly in the PEMDAS video, if I remember correctly, because I, I believe – and I've seen other videos too. You guys – in the math ones in particular where you – it's almost like you guys go through practice problems in the, in the videos, right? So you could see, see it in action. That makes a lot of sense because it's got to be – and I mean I tell, I tell kids this all the time. Like for example, if you try and study for a math test just by reviewing – your notes or just by looking at all the let's say you're talking about geometry and you just review all the theorems in the textbook without actually doing practice problems man it's not going to be very effective but i think what you're talking about is it's kind of like you give the baseline knowledge you give the theorems if we're talking about geometry and then within the songs and in the visual on the in the videos you guys are actually going through kind of like practice problems is that right uh yeah exactly and it might vary depending on the content i know uh just off top for like uh the PIMDAS video or the order operations video, you know, we'll say, you know, P is parentheses. But then if you listen to, if you look at the lyrics, it'll say search for them first. You know, whatever's inside them, you need to do that work, you know, so that uh, students understand it's not just about saying, oh, I know, I know the order of operations, parentheses, exponents, uh, et cetera. But rather that there's a, a rationale behind that order of operations. And then when you come across a problem where this is applicable, that, you know, you, you apply them in that order. And um, so definitely, uh, you know, through our videos, e even just through the videos and the songs alone, we try to push kids from, you know, towards, uh, towards mastery of the content. And one thing a lot of people, even people who are familiar with vocabulary often forget is it's not just songs and videos either. So every song and video on Flocabulary also include, has its own instructional suite of resources, so to speak, to where you know, uh, teachers can access a quick review. They could uh, print out the lyrics and have students follow along. We have something called Lyric Notes where uh, you know, if you go into the PEMDAS um, lyrics, you'll see maybe that P is parentheses is, is hyperlinked, and when you click on it, you get it. You get further explanation uh, of that, um, so that uh, you know if there's any uh, misunderstanding that is left after even hearing the song, there's tons of resources 
on the website where teachers can dive in and provide clarification or multiple opportunities. You know, the reality is, you know, some teachers need more, I mean, some students need more touches with the content. And so while we use the video and the song to engage all students, to get them excited about learning and also to teach them content directly, uh, there's a suite of resources, uh, printable lesson activities, uh, formative assessments that, that teachers can print out or, or even have students take online now and receive immediate feedback. So um, definitely uh, we try to, to, to do what you said in the videos, which is provide context. Uh, you know, if it's a math video, there might be some sample math problems towards the end of the song to see if students really understand it. Um, and then there's the instructional uh, suite of resources for uh, teachers to to make that final push towards getting their kids to really demonstrate mastery. That's really cool because now if you provide those resources, I'm sure they all ha- it's it's built. I, I imagine to some extent around the the songs or the way it's delivered in the song. So that's like a you know. And to be honest, I actually didn't even know that. I didn't know that those additional resources were available. So that's great, even for parents who are having summer programs with their kids. Maybe they can use all those resources to get it all in one sort of, you know, whatever topic they're focusing on. So that's really cool. What would what would you say for these types of materials, well, in particular the songs and the videos, is there an age range that, is, that it's perfect for? Do you find it works across the board or, you know, what's the sweet spot? Um, well, we offer or we feature K through 12 resources. So um, I would say I've heard feedback from every range, whether it's K-5, 6 through 8, or 9 through 12, that made me think, ooh, that's the sweet spot. Um, I, I would say um, if I had to pick, uh, maybe, I don't even know, honestly. There's so much content that, that, that uh, spans the curriculum and it spans each grade level. I would say that maybe, you know, the toughest crowd, and, and they're the toughest crowd for anything i found just in my educational experience, is probably middle school. Um, but I say that um, to kind of uh, to segue into something I heard recently in doing teacher surveys, and it was a middle school teacher that said, my kids kind of nodded along and they acted like they weren't really into it. She goes, so I was kind of confused on whether or not it was resonating with them. And then she goes, and then the funniest thing, I saw that same class, you know, they rotate and go to different teachers, et cetera. She goes, I saw that same class or group of kids from that class walking to lunch singing the song and she only played it for him once so uh i would say you know just based on personality at that age and everything that kids are going through developmentally maybe elementary might be a sweet spot or maybe high school might be a sweet spot because they can run with it um but um i would say even for those grade levels where an educator might think i don't think that's a you know the sweet spot is not for seventh grade which i teach I would say I would venture to say it is. They just might respond differently. You know what I mean? And um, and that's just one class. We have plenty of, you know, I, I visited a, a, a middle school in LAUSD uh, a, a month or two ago, and they absolutely ate it up from beginning to end. They ended up writing their own academic rhymes before I left. Um, and so I would say it varies. Uh, I know that was a long answer to what's the sweet spot. Really, I, I, I don't know because I've heard feedback from everybody. And I would just encourage, uh, you know, everybody not to have any bias towards certain age groups. I think, you know, I think it's a wonderful tool for, for all age groups. 
Well, I think what you said makes sense because, like, for example, this is what I would imagine, but this is just merely me theorizing. But what I would imagine is younger kids, like, because I'm going to be teaching sixth grade next year. I actually was teaching a fourth grade class this year, just subbing uh, just for the math piece. But I can imagine younger kids might be more likely to get super into it overtly and might not, you know, just get excited about it, really get into it. Maybe I could see the middle school kids trying to be a little cool, so right. not, not reacting. And But it doesn't matter because no matter how I could see the kids reacting, the bottom line is if these are effective vehicles for learning or for memorization is also, also understanding, they, while they may not react, they may still it will still be very useful across the board. So I know that definitely makes a lot of sense. What would what would you say? So now for the I know you mentioned a song that you that you sang on science, a science topic. I've seen math. I've seen vocabulary. What other areas or subjects do you guys cover in your cover in your songs? So we have uh, we cover the quickest way to, to remember this information is we cover all the core subjects. So traditionally, core subjects are language arts, math, science, social studies. In addition to core subjects, we have uh, life skills videos, which include social emotional learning, such as bullying videos, uh, active listening, uh, really a lot of uh, powerful videos that could help a teacher establish the culture in their classroom. Um, we also have in life skills, we have financial literacy, uh, you know, more for our six through grade six through 12. And this is everything from how to pay to college to understanding credit, uh, to understanding uh, credit cards and employee benefits and really things to prepare them for life. Uh, we also have one of my favorite sections is vocabulary. And so I always tell people vocabulary is more than vocabulary and language arts. Um, you know, even though our, our videos all include academic vocabulary, uh, the videos are actually designed to teach content, you know, whereas we have a specific section of videos uh, designed to teach vocabulary. And so for K through eight, we have 14 units per grade. And for high school students, we have SAT vocabulary. And so these are really exciting because these are linked to research uh, that was done by the International Reading Association. They're linked to uh, increase in ELA uh, state assessment scores. So the students who actually not used all everything that we have to offer, but just used our vocabulary units, uh, experienced um, great increase in their uh, ELA state assessments in comparison to their peers who didn't use uh our vocabulary units and, and the vocabulary units are called the word up program. And so uh, that's something that uh, I'm really excited and always encourage people to dive into, because if you think about a K through uh, elementary campus, K through five, every grade can do it. You know, if you think about a middle school, six through eight, every grade can do it. And then, you know, by the time they get to high school, uh, you know, they can focus on SAT vocabulary. But also if you have a struggling reader, even at the high school level, they would benefit from going back and watching some of the sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade videos because these are the videos, uh, the words in these videos are actually tier two words. Um, you know, for the, you know, any listeners out there that are, you know, are, might not have a background in education, this is, you know, vocabulary terms that are, you know, a, a notch up from what we might hear in just basic vocabulary. So acquiring these words makes you a better reader in all subjects. So now I can access science material more effectively. I can access social studies textbooks more effectively or whatever it might be. So that's something that's not a core subject that I'm really excited about and always try to share 
uh, with other educators. And then the last thing I would say is we have a weekly current events unit called the Week and Wrap. And we actually have one for um, grades 6 through 12. And then we have a Week and Wrap Junior um, for grades K through 5. And it's a great way to make students aware of what's going on in the world around them while also promoting uh, you know, academic skills such as critical thinking, writing, discussion, et cetera. That's really cool. If you, I, I'm just thinking out loud. This just popped into my head. Do you guys do anything or allow students to submit songs like if they get into it and, the, and then you guys, do you guys feature those on a weekly or monthly basis or anything like that? Um, I know we've done blog posts in the past featuring student work or, uh, you know, that we, we receive work all the time from teachers that they've done with their classrooms. Uh, one thing we're really excited about that I, I mentioned just briefly is, is, is the Lyric Lab. And so, uh, again, on our, our, way, our web-based learning platform, you could search for videos for subjects or for different subjects, for different content, etc. When you find a video you like, you'll see there's an instructional sequence that follows it, which I touched on. The last part of that sequence is the Lyric Lab. So if you think about it, our goal is to engage kids, to push them to mastery. We provide assessment resources so that we can see that they mastered the material. And then we provide this outlet for students to create. So I think we're, to answer your question, we're really just tapping into uh, this giant possibility and this huge amount of potential that's out there to have students start creating their own. And, you know, as it becomes more of a norm, I definitely foresee us, you know, highlighting and sharing this work or creating a space. Um, you know, in the meantime, they'll be able to share it with their teachers. So now, you know, if you think about it from a teacher perspective, why not let a student prove that they've mastered this material by writing their own academic rhyme? And so, uh, yeah, we're definitely excited about that. We've done some of that in the past, but I think now that um, teachers and students will be more set up for success to do something like that, uh, I think you'll definitely start seeing a lot more from vocabulary in terms of highlighting student work and teacher work, et cetera. That would be awesome. See, because that's what I think would be what I what I noticed too is then when you when you flip it when you allow the kid to like you said create a, a rap lyric or a rap song to teach something now they're thinking how do I teach this effectively and put it into music that's like such an effective way to, to for them to learn it for that one student and then other kids can learn too but I, I just you know I was just thinking out loud like whoa that'd be so fun if they could submit to you guys and you guys check it out but all right hopefully one day in the future that'd be cool another thing I'm thinking of doing for my kids next year is having them are you guys familiar with Udemy it's an online learning platform um, not me personally I'm sure others in the office uh, are uh, I'm not as familiar with it so it's just it's basically just like you can throw a course up there on anything you want right you could teach whatever you want to teach programming you want to teach math I have a few math courses on the site but what that's one thing that I was thinking next year kind of along the lines of kids making their own songs is having them create their own Udemy courses just for fun or they could even charge for them start a little online teaching business just ideas that i'm thinking about for for next year but yeah that's so cool man and i gotta say vocabulary you know what you guys do which is really special because i've seen other songs online stuff like that people trying to make academic songs different teachers but what i think is really special about vocabulary is you guys you guys are all professional musicians like you guys you're you're a professional rapper you as i as i read before you shared the stage with method man and lil wayne all these really impressive guys so you guys really make it a, a priority 
to have the music and the rap and all those different pieces actually like sound I mean re- really professional and really fun. No, we appreciate that. Um, and that's definitely what we pride ourselves on. And, and like I said, I did some of this stuff when I was the teacher or even as a principal outside of after school rap class. And, you know, um, you know, for the teachers out there that have it, you know, that they, they have that ability, have that skill or, or I wouldn't I, I think everybody has it. But I would say for those that it comes more naturally for, you know, by all means, continue to do that. But I could tell you firsthand as a teacher with lesson planning, with grading papers, with parent conferences, with phone calls, with meetings, you don't have the time to do this for every lesson. And, you know, so what you tend to see online or on YouTube is, you know, these one off lessons. And sometimes they're really good. And I I commend every teacher for even trying it, period, um, because it shows how much they care for their students. But what we've done is create a system to where we have a, a, a curriculum team of professional educators with experience in teaching. Some have their master's in literacy and, you know, curriculum and instruction. And then we have, we couple that with a team of professional musicians, uh, whether it be uh, beat producers or, um, you know, uh, rappers or singers. And so we, we actually partnered together for every song. And it's a rigorous process that goes into the creation of every song. And, you know, back to your original question of even like what what grade level are these most appropriate for? Depending on the content and the, and the standards, um, you know, our curriculum team determines that. Hey, this video is going to be for uh, grades uh, four, fourth and fifth. Here are the standards that those uh, students are responsible for in these grades. Here's the all the vocabulary you need to cover. Here's the content you need to cover and go. And so then rappers and musicians run with that information. And then, you know, basically you create a first draft. And then even once you've created something that you might think is is incredible, you go back and forth collaboratively and basically revise and edit that until there's consensus around, okay, this is fun. It's engaging. Most importantly, it covers the content in a way that's accessible uh, for students. We provide context, examples, et cetera. So um, it seems like, oh, so that's a nice three-minute song. That's pretty awesome. But I will tell you, it's hours go into just creating one of these songs. Um, and so that's what I personally pride myself on, and that's something that makes me really proud to work for Flocabulary is just the amount of effort that goes into each song to make sure each song is just right. You know, whether that's grade level, standard content, whatever it may be, we want our videos to be just right. That's awesome. And it definitely shows. The videos are great. If you guys haven't already yet, you got to check out Flocabulary. Ike, if people want to check out you guys' videos, stuff like that, how can they do that? So we have tons of videos that you can see for free at flocabulary.com. So that's F-L-O-C-A-B-U-L. A-R-Y.com. And we made sure we provided enough examples from, you know, a variety of subjects for those who want to see some of our most popular ones are up there for free. So, uh, you know, bullying or scientific methods. So there's there's definitely that's a good place to get started. Um, And whether you're a parent, a teacher, a school or district level administrator, there's options for, um, you know, everybody to to move forward after they try it because we even we encourage people to try it for free so we have free trials for teachers for schools 
and for complete districts. And so, um, and then after that, of course, there's, there's affordable options for each, you know, for whether you're a teacher or parent, et cetera, there's, you know, options we have available, but, um, the vocabulary staff is always more than willing to answer questions. So, uh, you can find our number on our website. It's 718-852-0105. If you have more questions, I just encourage you to call. Uh, the customer success team is uh, super enthusiastic and helpful, uh, you know, when working with anybody who calls in with questions. And, you know, again, for starters, just visit the website. There's, there's tons of videos you can see to give you an idea of what we offer. Okay, awesome. And for you guys, if you didn't get a chance to write that down, I will have the URL in the show notes. You can check out the show notes at www.scalarlearning.com. And as always, if you guys have questions for me, you can email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. I'd love to thank Ike Ramos once again for being guest today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. I hope that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate you for having me and uh, really excited to uh, you know, help more people on the West Coast and L.A. specifically know about vocabulary. So uh, don't, be a, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have questions out there. Okay, awesome. Thank you again, and thank you guys for joining us. See you guys next time. Take it easy. Skinner, learning, give me that skin learning.